Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this lesson from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will equip and motivate you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. I've looked forward to this day ever since uh, last month on Family Sunday when I was speaking on uh, kind of the Ten Commandments of the marriage, five for the husband and five for the wives. I uh, had a lot of response afterwards about your wife should get up there with you and speak maybe from a wife's mother's perspective. And I, I told him, I said, I think that's fantastic, but I don't think she'll do that. And I shared it with her, and she said, no, I am not going to do that. And I said, but honey, they're calling your name. They, No, no, no. Finally, she agreed. I had laryngitis Friday, and she said, what in the world's wrong with you? I said, it's a sign. God does not want me to do that. <laughs> but it's gone now, so I'm sorry. <laughs> awesome. Well, by the way, we do have our own bitmojis, right? I don't know if you've created that or not for yourself yet, but that's something you got to do. And uh, our family, we respond to each other in crazy ways. <laughs> this is one of the ways. You ought to see Tyler and Megan and Kristen. We, I mean, we all have them. And uh, do you, I mean, who has a bitmoji out there? All you guys have them? Most of you guys have them? Some of you guys have them? They're kind of cool, kind of fun. Uh, it's kind of crazy way we communicate in our family. So anyway, hello. Glad you guys are here. We'll move on past that. We want to talk to you today on, um, obviously, on, on parenting today. Last Sunday or last month, we talked about marriage. Today, we kind of want to shift gears a little bit and, and talk with you a little bit about parenting. And uh, one of the reasons that we are calling time out in whatever series we're in, whatever we're doing here at Victory, one of the reasons that on every second Sunday of every month we are doing this is because we realize and know that, number one, the, the family, the home, is under attack, right? I mean, if, if Satan's going to attack anywhere, typically he puts the, the crosshairs of the scope right on the family. And he's going to do everything he can to destroy the home and destroy the family, destroy marriages, destroy your children. Uh, I mean, so I want us to do everything we can as a church to assist you, to help you. And I think that's part of what D6 is. Uh, I think that's part of the responsibility of the church is to come alongside the family and help train and assist and teach and equip you to be the primary faith trainer and the leader in the home uh, that you're, you're to be. So that's, we take that very seriously around here. Uh, matter of fact, it's part of our mission statement. Our mission statement, and it's always out there in the Connection Cafe on those banners. It's on emails that I send out and pretty much everything to do with the church. You'll see it pretty much everywhere. But our mission statement is simply to love God, love others, and pass our faith to the next generation. Love God. That's the greatest commandment, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's the Shema found in Deuteronomy 6. In the New Testament, he says the second is likened to the first. Love your... Come on, talk to me, church. Love your neighbor as yourself. So I think it's pretty important if Jesus said, hey, this is the second most important commandment. We better pay attention to it, right? So we need to learn how to love God first and foremost. We need to get our vertical relationship where it needs to be. And then we need to work on horizontal relationships and love each other the way that we love ourselves and love God. So I think that's a, an important thing to have as part of the family. But then you go back into Deuteronomy chapter 6, along with the Shema, you'll also find the commands and the instructions of the Lord given to the parents that we are to be with our children at all times throughout the day, passing down our faith to them. Now, you may be sitting here today and thinking, well, this is not going to include me because I don't have any kids. Or you may be thinking, well, my kids are grown, so this is not going to include me. But let me tell you something. This includes every single one of us. The scripture in Deuteronomy 6 and even in, uh, in, the, in the New Testament, it, it doesn't say only if you have immediate children or biological children. 
We are to be reaching down into the next generation and influencing them regardless if it's our own children or not, whether we have them or not. We're to be intentionally trying to share our faith and passing our faith down to the next generation. So we take that seriously here at Victory Church, which is one of the reason, uh, reasons that Wednesday evening here at Victory is 100% completely dedicated to our Awana ministry. Uh, because we think it's important that we're passing our faith in the Word of God down to the next generation. And what we typically even try to do in Awana is to be able to help you as the parent be the primary faith trainer in the home by your kids coming to Awana and then them going home with you and you reading to them and working with them on their verses and it kind of assists you also as a parent. So everything is with purpose around here and I hope you can see that uh, whenever we try to do ministry around here and this being one of them. So today we're primarily going to talk about parenting. Why don't I pray for us and then uh, we'll jump right in and see how far we can get through this today, okay? Uh, we're, this is going to be interactive. There's going to be some things that we're going to ask of you uh, to throw back at us, and then we're going to expound on a few things, and I really don't know how far I will get, we will get through our notes, but we'll see what happens, okay? So let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to, to encourage, to equip, to assist parents today. And Lord, thank you first and foremost for your grace, for your mercy, your love, your salvation that you provided for all mankind. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the instruction that we have in your word. Uh, I just pray now you open our hearts and our minds. Pray you be with Debbie and I and, and help us just share a little bit from our hearts to this congregation so that we can mainly just be an encourager. Just encourage these families that are represented here today. And Lord, if there's one here today that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, our prayer is today that first and foremost they would get that relationship where it needs to be and they would ask you into their heart and they would begin that amazing journey of faith, trusting and serving you as their Savior and their Lord. Uh, bless our time together, open our hearts, open our minds, put us all at ease, help us to, uh, to glean and learn together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why don't I throw out a disclaimer, first of all? Here's the disclaimer. We are not perfect parents. We do have perfect kids, by the way. That's a joke, right? Nor do we have perfect kids, right? Um, we have beautiful kids, by the way. We did good. And you should think the title said, yes, you did. <laughs> But you should think the same about your kids, right? I mean, our children are just amazing. They're just beautiful, right? Regardless of what anybody else thinks, you should think they're perfect, and you should think they're beautiful, whether anybody else does or not. Honestly, I'm just kidding about the perfect part. We have no perfect kids, nor are we perfect parents. And I don't ever want to put myself on a pedestal and say, hey, look at us. This is a little bit of our fear whenever we do something like this that folks will maybe perceive that we've got it all together. We don't. Matter of fact, we're still figuring things out, right? Uh, we've, we've certainly probably learned more by, by our failures and by accident than, than we did on purpose. Uh, one of the things, let me just share this, and you may expound on this a little bit if you choose, uh, but we, we really didn't have anybody doing this with us when we were raising our kids. I mean, we were raised in a very... Um, Traditional slash borderline legalistic type ministry, church, faith, if you will. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about there. But we really didn't have, we didn't have anybody. We didn't have a ministry that really had the focus of equipping the family. We didn't have a, a ministry really focused on helping us train our kids in the way they should go. We, we didn't have a, a lot of instructions, and really all we had was each other and the Lord, and we just knew that we wanted to live our life by faith. That's really all we knew. We wanted to try our best to be obedient to the Lord. We wanted to be obedient and faithful and loving to each other. We wanted to create a home and a family that loved each other. And one of the statements we often made with our family growing up is, you know what? As we were on this journey of faith, 
And, you know, Debbie was full-time at the post office. She was a, a clerk. You know, as you go to the post office, that person behind the desk that takes care of you, that's what Debbie's job was. She worked for the post office. I worked for UPS driving a truck. And we, we quit both of those careers and went full-time in the ministry, not really knowing what the future was going to hold, not really knowing where we were going to live. I mean, we sold our land. We sold our house. We sold our boat. We sold everything and just went into to ministry full-time. But here's one thing we did know, and this is what we often said as our kids were babies growing up, and Debbie and I would say to each other, and we told it to our, our kids, you know, as long as we've got each other, what else do you need? As long as we have each other as husband and wife, as long as, as, long as we have our kids, life is good, right? Sometimes we put way too much pressure on ourselves to have all this stuff and I said, you know what, as long as we can just pitch a tent in somebody's backyard, that's really all we need. We can be happy with that. And I felt like we knew enough people that I could have called someone to pitch a tent, right? That was your pitch. That was, I want you to say a little something. Well, you know, we, Microphone. Yeah, we, we really didn't have, when we sold and went up to uh, the mountains, we really didn't have a whole lot. And so... We really, you know, we committed to our kids. We committed to spending quality time with them because we wanted them to be successful when they got older. But that, that meant working with our kids all the time and spending, spending time with them and not necessarily buying them things. It was, you know, I bet Tyler can remember and Chris and I remember when they graduated college and one of them was gone and they called back and they said, you got the Valentine uh, red pancakes. I didn't have money back then to go buy my kids things for every holiday that came, but that didn't stop me from making it memorable and spending time with our kids. So for Valentine's Day, instead of buying all the stuff that a lot of parents were buying, I was making red pancakes, red eggs, red gravy, red biscuits. We had a red Valentine. We made our Valentine cards and had them on the plates for when the kids woke up. They made them for us. So to this day, they probably can remember that red breakfast more than they can anything we Heart, spent money on. Heart-shaped pancakes? Yes. Everything was Valentine. So we did, we spent a lot of quality time with them like that, and we kept trying to, there would be days that we would hunt things, we'd go out hunting insects, and or just going on nature walks, and there was a lot of things that we did like that as a family, and not necessarily, you know, trying to provide for them money, th- things that money could buy. So, that's yeah. So I guess what I'm just trying to say is that, you know, we just need to invest in our kids. And I'm gonna get, we're going to get a little bit more into that in just a moment. But parenting is one of the most rewarding jobs ever. And parenting never stops. At whatever stage you, your children may be in, you never, ever, and this is one of the things that we've realized. And for those that are older than us and that have grandkids, you can tell me stuff that I don't even know yet. But here's one of the things I do know. Parenting never, ever stops. I mean, Tyler obviously is married. Kristen is serving in Afghanistan. I mean, they are adults, but parenting never stops. You still are concerned about your kids. You still love your kids. You still want to give counsel and advice and help them be the best that they can be. I mean, you never really ever stop parenting. So parenting obviously is is one of the most rewarding and the most challenging jobs that there is out there. Do you realize that those, and some of you are holding a little, I look at Tyler holding a little Lucas there, and these babies that you guys are holding in your arms right now, and the ones over in Children's Church, and the ones over in the nursery, guys, do you realize that they're getting bigger every single day? They're going to grow physically. They're going to develop a very unique personality that is only theirs, that God has really created them to be that type of a person and every single day what's happening with our kids as they get older they are inching ever so closer to a word that maybe we struggle with as moms and dads and it's that word of independence i mean we're raising these kids to one day be an adult so throughout our, I don't know if you can even see this or not, maybe it's too small. So throughout our adult life, some of these words right here, and there's many more, 
But what we're going to find ourselves being as a parent is we're going to be a teacher. We're going to be an intercessor. We're going to be a coach. We're going to be a counselor. We're going to be a disciplinarian. We're going to be a cheerleader. I mean, there's so many different roles that we have uh, with and for our children as we're raising them. So here's something else I want you to get. Parenting is pretty easy, right? Would you agree with me as we're shaping our kids to be adults? It's a pretty easy thing, right? No, it's not an easy thing whenever we think about parenting. Matter of fact, whenever I, um, whenever I do that, and I thought I wanted to play this for you. It's not going to play for me. Oh, you can't hear it. Is it playing? Oh, well, guys, this is hilarious if you haven't seen this. And we're not playing. Is it playing? And I have no power on this thing at all. There's no light on it. Anyway, you need to Google that video, okay? That is hilarious watching this baby. So hopefully there's a lot of laughter in your home and that failed right there. I apologize. Deuteronomy chapter 6, okay? Let's just go straight to the scripture. Phil, if you will, please put the scripture up there. Deuteronomy 6, here's what I want you to get. I want you to get this passage of scripture, okay? We have the Shema in verse number 4 where he says, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Now, notice what he says. We are to repeat them, repeat them to your children, Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. I want you to look back up in verse number 6 if you have your Bible opened up. And if we have the scripture there, we do. Thank you, Phil. These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. So the point is that we've got to have the word of God in our heart. We've got to have the commitment. We've got to have the determination. We've got to have that in our heart as we are now passing that on down to our children. So here's a warm-up slide. Here's something I want you to get right here. I want to ask you this. What was one of your favorite childhood memories that you did with your parents? Just shout it out. Think back when you were a child. What was one of those favorite childhood memories that you did and had with your parents? Anybody? Shout something out. Carving pumpkins? I heard that. Picnics? I, I can't hear some. Help me out. What's that? I'm sorry. I just can't hear you. Board game. Game days. Okay. What was it, Dan? Carving mazes in the snow. Brad? Yeah. You know, I remember my dad had a, um, I, was, I was like 10 years old. So this would have been in 74, right around that time frame. And my dad had a, had probably was a 1969 or 70, get this, Ford Pinto. Do you guys even know what that is? You guys know what that is? Now, we grew up in the country, Okay. So we went down like a two-mile dirt road to get to our house. You guys ever been on a dirt road before? Yeah? Okay, so some folks have. So we had to go down like a two-mile dirt road to get to our house. And matter of fact, it was very safe. Every spring, the oil tanker brought all the old motor oil from the gas station up the road and he came and he had a big bar on the back and he just kind of drizzled motor, burnt motor oil all down the, the you, you guys remember that? Environmentally safe as it could be, right? And nothing happened to me as a result of all that kind of stuff. But anyway, that kept the dust down. But I remember pulling on that road and my dad was, this is one of the memories I have. And my dad would say, you want to drive the car home? Now, it was a stick shift. It wasn't an automatic. It was a stick shift. Four speed, right? In the floor. Four cylinder. A lot of power, right? No. Ford Pinto. And I said, yeah, I want to drive it. And so he put me in the driver's seat, and it's me and him, and we're going down through there. And I, at 10 years old, I'm driving a stick shift. Now, I thought I was cruising the highways of California. 10-year-old boy, little old dirt road, 1969 or 70 Ford Pinto, coming through the gears, 
windows down, wind blowing my hair, and the story can get bigger and bigger and bigger as I sit here and talk about it, right? So those memories, we never, ever forget the times that we spend with our parents. What's one you want to share? You got one? Not a memory of home, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know if you had one. Okay, let's ask you this one here. What's a favorite memory you've had with your children? Now, as you're raising your kids as a parent now, what's some of the favorite memories you've had with your children? Shout those out. Well watching? Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Disney World, I heard that. I, somebody else up here, I couldn't hear anything. You got to speak loud. Play fighting with your kids? Anybody else? Camping trips? That play fighting reminds me of a story. We used to play fight too. We would have a... A, our living room floor was the wrestling ring. We we didn't we didn't watch wrestling, but my dad was a huge wrestling fan. He watched it all the time, so I knew what it was. Well, the kids would start wrestling, and they had to. I mean, we would do it all the time because that's one of their favorite things that they like to do. And then I would always sit out, try to anyway, and he would be the one they would be wrestling. And the kids would sit out, and they would when they would get tired, they'd have to figure out a way to tag. The other one, so the other one could come in and take care of dad. So I remember, you remember those wrestling matches nearly every night in the floor? So that was a, that was a big memory for me, raising the kids too. So why, why is it important? Why do you think it's important that we build these memories with our kids? Shout out some reasons why. There's really no wrong answers. Why would you think it's important that we build these memories with our kids? Well, number one, your kids aren't going to ever forget it, right? I mean, you, I just asked you to share some memories you had with your parents back in the day when you were a child. Uh, it, builds, it builds a bond. It, it brings the family closer together as you're establishing and building these memories. So it's important that we do these things and we have this interaction with, with our children. Now, I want to share with you actually right here a couple of tips about parenting. This is number one as we kind of, we got three of these I want to share with you and then we'll kind of move on through some of these. But number one thing that I guess one of the words of advice that, that we could give is spending quality time with your kids. Okay? Whether it's wrestling in the floor, whether it's driving a 69 or 70 Ford Pinto down an old dirt road. Just spending good quality time with your kids is one of the most important things that you can do as a parent. Your kids really don't care. I mean, a lot of times we think, well, we've got to buy them the, the grandest and greatest Xbox or PlayStation or the grandest toy that's out there or all these different types of clothes or whatever the case may be. And, and oftentimes, as you go out and buy stuff, you'll find out that your kids enjoy the box that the stuff came in more than they enjoy the stuff that you spend hundreds of dollars on, Right. So the kids, what they're looking for, they're really looking for you to be able to spend some quality time with your kids. And I think that's important that you do that whenever you're... Now, we live in a very busy world, don't we? I mean, there's so many demands on our time and on our schedules and on our calendars. And it seems like it's so hard to be able to schedule that. But here's what I would encourage you to do. Put it on your calendar. Spending quality time with my kids this evening from whatever time to whatever time and make that just as an important event on your calendar as any other meeting or any other event that you have going on that week. It's that important, right? I mean, that's something that we have done our entire life. I mean, every, there's, there's always demands on our time where folks need to talk or do this and that and the other. But I would always schedule our time in. Nope, I've got a meeting that evening. My calendar's booked that evening. I'm not available, right? Now, sometimes what the calendar event was, was I had to be with my family that evening. I'm going to spend time with my wife, first time with my kids, or we've got date night, or we've got family night, or we've got something going on. But that's important, right? And oftentimes that gets pushed aside and neglected as we come through life. And so. And quality time, too. You know, you don't have to spend money. You can be so creative. I know. My kids, they didn't like peanut butter. Tyler was allergic to it. So we had jelly sandwiches, and we would go out, and we would sit on the back porch for picnics. We would go, I mean, I mean, just everywhere. They love picnics. Kids love picnics. Parks are free. 
We could go to the park and stay there all day, but it was the quality time that I had put forth that we'd take these kids and we'd have jelly sandwiches on the back of John's red truck and sweet tea and the park, and you would not believe. I mean, the kids just thought they had died and gone to heaven. It was, it was really good. And, and when we, but here, you, there is so much to do in this area. I Googled it this morning to see about, you know, because finances can be a, a hard thing, especially if you have several kids. Finances can be tough, but I Googled it today, and I found there's a website. You can Google it yourself. For the summer, there's 50 free activities to do with your family in the, this area, in the St. Louis area. You won't have to spend any money. It's free. I mean, splash pads, they're, they're a lot of fun, and take picnics. There's just so much to do around this area that's free to you and your family, and you're just spending quality time with those kids. And once they get to this age, they will still want to spend quality time with you guys. We got a text with them the other day. They had gone out, and they had done their date night. They texted us, you want to go to Culver's get ice cream? I'm like, yeah, they still want to hang out with us, you know? <laughs> so if you start here doing jelly sandwiches in your backyard, when they get this age, they're still going to want to do stuff with you. I remember, I'm sorry, I may be talking no, too long. Go ahead. But I remember when Tyler was dating, you know, he started dating her, he, Megan, he called us and it was 10 o'clock and they'd gone somewhere and they texted, he texted, he said, you guys want to play games? And I'm like, yeah. And John was ready to go to bed. He was in his pajamas. He said, he said, no. I said, yeah, we're going to play games. Come on. <laughs> so they came and played games. We played games. And then when we were living here in the church, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was late. They came and they were, we were already ready for bed. Actually, I was dozing. Tyler's banging on the door and we knew it was him because nobody else in here would do that to us. But we came out. Tyler had a car. He, I mean, we played games our whole life with these guys. So in our, um, what do you call the survival kit that you keep in your vehicle? It was a deck of cards. Okay, so he brought those cards in here. We played cards till midnight one Sunday, you know, till Sunday morning playing cards with these two. So if you start out young, you know, you've got these little kids, but you can spend quality time with them, you know, playing with them. And then when even Addison, you know, playing with them and and having daddy, daddy date nights. You know, and I know you take her to get a donut. I saw that. That reminded me of John. He would always. And this is something for you dads. This is something John always would do, was send flowers to Kristen on Valentine's Day. He did it every year, and he, I don't want to think you'll get to do it this year because she's in Afghanistan, but even in college, because he wanted, to, he wanted to spend this time with Kristen because when a guy came along that sent her a flowers, he didn't want her to be just blown away over the top of his guys just because he sent her flowers. So you started early treating her very special, and then the right guy will come along, not some guy that's just going to send her a bouquet of flowers and just take advantage of that situation. So start young doing those kind of things, and you won't, forget, you won't regret that. Yeah, spending quality time is important. I remember coming home when I was working for UPS, and I think I've shared this with you before, and I would go up the steps of the house into the living room. We had like a split four-year home, and and at the top of those steps was Tyler. Kristen wasn't born yet. He's just a toddler. And we would crawl in behind the curtains over the sliding glass door, and that would be our fort. And we would just sit under there and play for it seemed like an hour every evening as soon as I got home from work. And then, of course, I love sports, okay? So one of my favorite memories with the kids, every Sunday afternoon after church, we would hit the basketball court. Remember that over here on Knip? And oh, Dan and Catherine's not here today. They were our neighbors. They probably looked across and Tyler saw came it. came over but, all uh, the time. Yeah, and we, it was Sunday afternoon basketball. Around the world, horse, one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, whatever it was, but we had basketball. When we built our house over in Mascuda, I poured a pad in the backyard. And my neighbors came over, and they were kind of upset because they thought we were building a detached garage. You can't build a detached garage. No, no, no. I said, it's a, it's a basketball court. Well, I don't think you can build it. I'm pouring a slab. I've got to have a place for us to play basketball, right? And I don't know how many nets we put on that thing over the years uh, since we've been there. So just, it doesn't take a lot of money, you know. It's just spending that quality time. And don't ever minimize that and think that's not that important and think it's trivial because it isn't. To me, that's one of the number one tips that we could give parents is to incorporate that. And, and let me say this. Today, in this you guys face a harder time than we did because social media. 
you know, you have to intentionally disconnect from this stuff when you've got kids. You have got to unplug. You, I mean, I think it's, and you, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be truthful with you. I'm going to speak from my heart. But I think it's so sad when I see teenagers with their ear things in, they are so disconnected from everybody around them. They're, you're not having conversation with your kids, and then parents are on their phone, you know, FaceTiming or you know, whatever every else you do, Snapchatting or whatever else you're doing with your, your phones. You're missing a huge time for your kids for quality time. Okay, so you have to today, you have to intentionally disconnect from all of that stuff so you can spend quality time with your kids. And then when you guys are working, I know you're exhausted when you come home. I know you are, but your kids are facing so much at school these days. It's scary. I mean, bullying. um, I mean, there's just so much that your kids need you when they get home from school. They need you to be disconnected. They need you to spend quality time with them so they can talk to you if they need to. Okay? So disconnect from that and intentionally be available to your kids when they get home from school so you can help them through their day. Another way that we did quality time, and you guys may already be doing this, but uh, uh, each evening we had, when we had our dinner, we were around the kitchen table. Uh, we didn't ever really raise our family. Everybody take their plate and go to the living room, watch a movie or watch TV or whatever. Uh, everything was turned off. Of course, we didn't have anything but an old box yeah. RCA TV with no remote except for Tyler laying in front of it with his toes. He had learned how to turn the channel, and that was my remote control back in the day. Um, but, you know, so we'd turn the RCA TV off, the old box TV, uh, but everybody came to the table. And there probably is where our number one quality time was every single day. Because when we got around that table, not only did we have amazing food, but we had conversation and we're talking with each other and we're sharing what went on in each other's day. And, and so it's the normal thing. And here's something else, too. Um, we never had a problem taking our kids out to eat and them understanding and knowing how to act when they were going out to eat. They sat at the table. And the reason why they didn't have a problem with that going out to eat is because that's what we did at home. Uh, you know, I see parents really struggling, even in the restaurants with kids and, and plugging something in front of them, hoping they'll behave. Start it at home. Gather around the table at home. Disconnect from everything. Sit around the table and have a conversation together, and you'll be amazing the impact that that will have on your family over the years, just sitting around the table having your And your, your kids meal. are going to be different. Kristen could tell us a story and draw a picture. We knew exactly how she felt. Tyler, we learned really quick not to ask yes, no questions. How was your date? Good. You know, did you have fun? Yes. So we learned real quick not to do that anymore. He's still to that day, to this day like that. So we would have to be creative. Okay, Tyler, tell us what happened today at school. Tell us something, what you did. We would not ask yes or no questions. So all of your kids are going to be different, but you need to be intentional about pulling each one of them into the conversation and don't let any of them slide by there. Yeah. And I guess, and while we're getting on this, and this may be a rabbit trail, but it's kind of just came to my, my mind to share with you. Uh, something else we also did at the table and in the home, and it's talking about spending that quality time with the family, is that, you know, we, we taught manners and respect. Uh, respect for one another. Uh, no slapping, no hitting. Unless we were gone, then chairs were flying through the walls, and we found that there were holes in the wall, and we, what Yeah, we didn't but, know they got into a fight one time yeah. when they left until we started to move. And John moved the China, China hutch. hutch, and there's a huge hole in the wall. We're like... That wasn't there when we moved in. We're like, what happened? And Tyler and, we were, and they were they were probably teenagers. And Tyler and Kristen got into it. And Kristen threw a chair at Tyler, and it went through the wall. <laughs> so they hid it. They didn't need, they didn't tell on each other. But then they, they became it. best friends and partnered up really quick and <laughs> slid the china hutch over the hole so they wouldn't get in trouble. So see, but our kids have they do stuff too. Anyway, spending quality time with your kids. Another one is expressing unconditional love. I mean, letting your kids know that it doesn't matter what happens in their life, uh, whether they fail a test or pass a test, whether they make straight A's or they're struggling in a class, whether they landed, whatever it is going on in their life. Let, they've got to know, your kids need to know that they have your unconditional love. Um, you know, 
and I'm going to talk about this in just a moment, but I tell my kids every single day that I love them. Every conversation we have, every text message that we close with, I'm proud of you, I love you, I'm proud of you, I love you, I'm proud of you, I love you. They've heard that from day one, but it's not just words that are thrown. I mean, I genuinely love, and I know you do also, but your kids need to hear it. Yes, we intentionally, we hug our kids, and Tyler and they'll go out, we don't let them go out of the house. Come, nope, come back and give me a hug. Come back and give me a hug. We always hugged our kids before they walked out that door. They always knew we loved them before they walked out that door. Because you know what? Life happens, and in the blinking of an eye, it can all change. You know, we had a friend this, this past week that he woke up and his wife had passed away beside of him. You know, you just don't know when the last time you're going to see your kids. You don't know the last time you're going to see your parents. This can be for everybody. Don't you leave your parents you guys of adults, don't you even leave your parents. Don't you take your parents for granted. And don't kid, parents, don't you take your kids for granted. When they walk out that door, the last thing they should hear is, I love you. I love you. And I'm proud of you. You can even say that because kids need, need to know that. They need to know that you are proud of them and that you love them. Colossians 3.14 is a passage of scripture that I have with this. And it says, above all these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So whenever we think about loving our kids unconditionally, well, I've already said this, we need to tell our kids every single day, often, that we love them. Don't ever let them wonder. Don't ever let them doubt. Will mom and dad love me? Will they still love me because of this or because of that? Or if if I've made this mistake or whatever, your kids need to know that, number one, you're their biggest fan, right? And that you love them unconditionally. And I know for for some folks, and maybe more so for the men, uh, it may be harder for for men to express their emotions. Uh, But guys, your, your kids need to hear it. They need to hear that daddy loves them. They need to obviously hear that mom loves them. Um, Regardless, you know. As I remember, now we homeschooled our kids early on. Kristen to the sixth grade, Tyler went into public school in the ninth grade. Uh, I remember when I drove them to school and dropped them off for the very first time. We always hugged and we always said, I love you. And I always gave a kiss, even to Tyler, on the cheek that I love him. And I was wondering, I wonder if they'll let me do that even dropping them off at public school. And you know what? It never changed because we did that from day one. We drop them off in public. There was nothing wrong with giving a hug and a kiss and say, I love you, and off they would go. Uh, So that's something that I want to encourage everybody to do all the time is tell your kids that you love them. Give hugs often. We've already mentioned that. Uh, So we need to be hugging, and we give hugs and kisses all the time. Another one is listen. Uh, You really need to slow down and and be intentional about listening to your kids. Whenever they see us with our face in our phones or thinking, you know, I've just decided in my life I'm not going to compete with this. Whoever it is, if I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody and it's this, I'm going to stop because I'm not going to compete with that, right? So don't let our kids compete with this. Disconnect and listen, right? Amen? And if you have problems with that, the way I do it, because sometimes I could catch myself doing it too, checking in all the time. I leave it in the car. We go out to eat. I leave my phone in the car just so I'm not tempted. I want to give my family 100% of myself when we're at that cafe or eating or at home. Or if you're at home, go put your phone in your purse away from you or you guys put it somewhere so you're not tempted. Don't have it sitting there right beside of your your plate because when it notifies you of something, you're, you, it's just hard. You just you just want to check and see what's going on. So get that temptation out of the way. Move it so you can have that quality time with your kids yeah, and another, your family. And I agree. Perfect. Good point. Spending time together. We've already mentioned that. Um, show love even when they misbehave, right? The kids aren't going to be perfect. They're going to do things, and you need to even express your love even when they are misbehaving. Uh, let them know you love them through that Our kids well. have had some pretty big boo-boos. And but yeah, they never they never had to wonder if we love them or not. You know, we've we've started from day one trying to just put everything in them, teaching them right from wrong, teaching them right from wrong. But they mess up. Every kid, I don't know anybody that has perfect kids that don't mess up. Kids mess up. Tyler messed up one time. 
he, I'll just tell you, can I tell this story? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny story now. It wasn't funny back then. But, you know, they mess up. But you know what, Tyler never, ever worried about us loving him. Okay? You have to ask him that story if he wants to tell you. He may have worried about us loving him to death. (laughs) But he knew we loved him. I'm going to tell it anyway, because it's just funny now. I'm sorry. But one time when Tyler, Tyler was a good kid most of the time. I mean, we could take him. I'm honestly, from day one, he was a good kid. He was quiet. He was just good. But when he got in his senior year, I don't know what happened to this kid. He lost his mind. I don't know what happened to him. But he, we got this call. John was a chaplain on the police, uh, police department, and I'll hurry. But we, and we were at a basketball game. We got this phone call. He said, Pastor John, can you come by the police department when you, when you get through? And John's like, okay. And he said, can you bring your wife? And I'm like, why do I have to? I never had to go to the police department when he had anything. So then we knew something. And so I said, what could they want me for? And so, um, so we called Tyler. Because Kristen was cheering. We called Tyler and we said, Tyler, have you done anything? Do we need to know anything? And he said, no. I said, are you sure you had never done anything? He said, no. I said, Tyler, they're calling us to the police department. I'm going to give you one more chance to tell me if you've done something. He said, well, a couple weeks ago, I, w- I did a scavenger hunt. I said, so? What's wrong with scavenger hunt? We do them all the time. He said, well, instead of going and taking a picture of the stuff, we took it. You stole? What did you steal? And I, we were freaking out. We got to the police department and, you know, and the funny thing, I'll, I'll finish this story, but he stole like a tire out of a ditch at a, uh, I mean, they, they got points for the bigger the thing they stole. I mean, there's a whole bunch of boys that did this. They stole a water hose. Somebody had their clothes hanging on a clothesline. They stole their clothes, you know. So they, the, but the, the police department, and this is, this is something I can brag on John. We could, the, Kathy Kelsheimer was a police officer at the time, and she was here just a couple of weeks ago. She, she asked John, she said, Pastor, she said, what do you want me to do with these boys? And John could have said, it's okay, we'll handle it at home, just don't say anything, just let's go, let's go. But you know what he didn't? He did not enable that behavior. He stood his ground. He said, Kathy, I want you to scare the living daylights out of these boys. I want you to, I want you to scare them to death. The terminology I use is put the fear of God in these boys. He said, you scare them. And so she did. She scared us. She That's scared them so much. I'm sitting there listening, and I'm thinking, holy smoke, what did I just do to my boy? Yeah. I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. And I'm so like, oh, my. We're like, oh, he's going to jail. She you came know? down hard. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, she did. But, anyway, these boys had to go do community service. They had to return everything and re-apologize to everyone. We did not let these boys off. We made them face what they did. They had to go back and apologize to every one of those people. They had to take every bit of that stuff back. They had to work a fish fry for a couple of Saturdays volunteering. We made them do everything he was supposed to do. I don't know how much punishment that was. but they, Yeah, they love that. But anyway, Kathy, Kathy Kelsheimer was a police department, she, and she, she was just here a couple of weeks ago. And she sat up here right behind Terry, and Tyler's up here leading worship. She sat back there, and she bawled the whole time Tyler was leading worship. And she said, I cannot believe Tyler's up there leading worship. And I said, Kathy, you had a big part of where Tyler came from. I said, if you hadn't helped us with that, there's no telling where Tyler would be at this moment. You know, so I I just thank God that he's put people in our lives that has helped us with our kids. And Anita, I remember Anita, I worked with Anita at the time. And I said, oh, my gosh, Anita, Tyler's in a scavenger hunt. And we sat back there and worked, talked. And, you know, it's just, so our kids mess up. They totally do mess up. But not one time did Tyler ever doubt that we loved him. You know, we made him face his consequences. You can choose and do whatever you want to do, but there's consequences. But we loved him through that whole thing. And I'm just, I'm proud of him now, but I wasn't too much then. But... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, on a funny note, too, Kristen, I, I shouldn't tell you all this, but it's just, I mean, we're just who we are. But Kristen was in her, she was you in You guys her, asked for this, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, we are who we are. But she was in her cheerleading outfit because she came home. Well, she, it was, I mean, it was, it was not happy at our house that night. I'm telling you that much. And Kristen slept in her cheerleading outfit because she was afraid to come out and get us to help her take it off. <laughs> she said that the next morning we woke up for breakfast. She's still in her cheerleading outfit. And I'm like, okay, well, go ahead. So, <laughs> is this helping any? Well, I just let you know, hey, we are real, you know. Our kids mess up too. Awesome. So we got to let them know we love them even when they miss baby. Third and final point on some tips here is number one, be involved in your kids' lives at all. Keyword, all ages, right? I mean, it's got to start now while you're holding them in your arms and on your lap. And then stay connected and stay involved in their life at every single stage that they go through It amazes me how as kids get older, there's this disconnect that happens with the parent and the kids. And there is a little bit of a natural disconnect. But there as parents, we've got to put forth more effort to stay connected. Now, like I said, we're not raising kids in the year 2018. There was no Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and and Snapchat, and, and, and the list goes on and on and on. There was no internet. There, were, there were, no, were no cell phones back when our kids were small. So we didn't have all of that. But I do remember when computers, home computers, kind of came into the house in, what, in the mid-90s or somewhere back in that time frame. I can't remember exactly when it was. I'm thinking mid-90s because Tyler was little. Kristen was a baby, I think, uh, or small. But I remember, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a computer. I went to Sears, and I bought a compact Presario. That, you guys remember that computer? And uh, I brought that and put it in the house, and I got my AOL disc in the mail. You guys remember, remember that? And I put that in, and I put the phone line to it, and I got it started. We walked away, had dinner, and waited for everything to load, and the page to finally come up, and then went back. But one of the things I said is this. This computer, and this is one of the rules we had in the house, this computer is going to stay in the family room. It's not going to someone's personal room. And as the kids got older, they had, we had restrictions and permissions and all kind of stuff on it. We're just not going to let you have free reign to whatever you want at any time. It was all monitored. Today, it's amazing the stuff that our kids are exposed to. Right? With, uh, you th- and you may think it's an innocent, just give them an iPod or some type of something that they can connect to Wi-Fi. What's it, the iPod? Uh, the little device and they eventually could get on the Internet and who knows where they were going. I, I really don't have much counsel to give to you on all of that other than all of those devices. I do know when cell phones did come into our kids and they were in middle school Uh, In high school, at a certain time, I forget what time it was, 9 o'clock, those phones had to be in our room because we didn't want them texting. Was texting even a thing then or calling or talking or whatever it was that was going on at that time? Guys, you've got to put some restrictions on it somewhere. I don't know what that looks like in your household, but stay involved. I would know who they're messaging. I I would want to know. I would want to know who their friends were. I would want to know what kind of Snapchats are going out. I would want to know what's going on there. You've got to stay involved in all their lives. That's maybe a whole other day in the subject. but Yeah, you do have to stay involved. I remember I knew all of my kids as friends. And I can remember one time, and I know Kristen's watching, so hi, Kristen. But she told me, she said, Mom, you are the nosiest mom alive. I said, you know, that's okay. I mean, I knew her friends. And to this day, you know, your kids may not want to tell you everything, but if you make friends with their friends and you're around them, they'll tell you. And then you know what's going on. You've got to make friends with their friends. You've got to know who they're hanging out with. You've got to stay connected at all ages. Even to this day, I mean, and this is something fun that you guys can do as a family too. We, have, we, we text and we communicate, we, face, we FaceTime, we do everything. And I'm so thankful Megan is in our family because she, I thought we'd scare her off, but she just is as bad as we are. She loves it too. But we do a, um, the WhatsApp, and we are constantly in communication all day long. We'll just throw something out there. Whenever they have time, they respond back. And I know one time I looked back and I had missed John. He said, I just missed 75. 
five. You know, because I mean, all day long you, you have to catch up. Throw your kid, if they've got a phone, throw them a text out there during the day. Hey, I'm praying for you. I love you. Stay, stay focused. Make wise decisions. Give them counsel as long as, and, you know, and do that. But when you're staying involved, too, a good way to, to, to relieve some of that social media is to get out and do something with your kids. Then they're not feeling like you're punishing them for taking their phone or they're not on social media. If you're outside doing an activity together, they're not going to want to be on the computer. But if you're on yours and they don't have anything to do, you know, that's not fair. You know, do something with your kids. You disconnect and then they will disconnect when you're doing something fun with them. And it will be fun for the whole family. And you won't regret one minute of it. Yeah, so the point is, you got to intentionally stay connected in your kid's life at all ages. you got to figure out how to do that, okay? So, guys, we could go on and on for another hour, but we're going to stop right here. Uh, it is 12 o'clock. Sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, let's, let's stop. Uh, we just hope it's been beneficial. We just want to help. We want to serve. We, we're here for you. If uh, maybe, maybe what we could do between now and next month, the second Sunday... Why don't you send us some emails or text messages or whatever it is you can get a hold of us, some questions, and maybe we'll sit and do a Q&A with questions that are coming in from you guys, and maybe something, an area that you want to know or may have some, need some discussion on. Why don't you send us something, okay? That sound good? That sound good? And uh, we can maybe zero in exactly where you want us to zero in on and kind of pick our brains on that. We'll be glad to share it with you. Once again, please know we're not perfect parents. I'm not a perfect dad, perfect husband, but we do have perfect and amazing kids, right? And I'm going to go to my grave saying that. You can laugh. You should have the same, right? Let's pray together. We'll be dismissed. Anything else you need to share? All right. Any you guys okay? All right. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for our time together today. And Lord, we do know the home is under attack. Families are under attack. And we've got to be intentional in how we spend time with our family, how we raise our families, how we interact in our families. And God, this doesn't just come natural oftentimes. We've got to be intentional about these things. And I just pray, Lord, you bless and protect every family that's represented here. Help us to be that family that loves you, that loves each other, and that family that's passing our faith down to the next generation. Bless every family that's here. Keep us in the center of your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. We know that the truth you've just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with, or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360, or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email, call, or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.